Hi, I'm Dr. Sharon DeVivo, president of Vaughn College, now in our 90th year and host of our podcast, Future Proof Focus. Through unscripted, honest conversations with prominent industry leaders, students, faculty, and alumni, we will explore diversity, equity, and inclusion in education and employment, and the forces that drive personal and career growth. Let's dive in. We're thrilled to have Eric Santos Silva join us today on the podcast. He has two degrees from Vaughn, his Aviation Maintenance Associate in Occupational Studies degree and his Aviation Maintenance Management Bachelor of Science degree, uh, which he graduated from in 2021. He has his Airframe and Power Plant certification and currently works as an Aviation Maintenance Technician at Delta Airlines and so excited to have Eric, who's back on campus since the first time after graduating and thrilled to have you here, Eric. Welcome back. Pleasure to <laughs> Welcome be here. Home. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> All right. So, you know, let's start from the beginning. You know, when did you first develop an interest in aviation and then how'd you end up at Vaughn? So I developed an interest in aviation when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, being a first generation American, my, my, my family would always take me to Brazil. So every year I would go there and I'd be amazed. I would go to JFK airport and I'd be amazed at the size of the aircraft mm -hmm. and I always wondered how they work and everything. And then over time, just kind of got used to being with them. And then how I made my way over to Vaughn was that actually when I left the military, mm -hmm. I had a friend that came here for a semester prior to moving to Arizona. Mm -hmm. So he told me about it, that there's a, a school here. And then also I grew up in the area as well. So I heard about it and it kind of mm -hmm. reignited that same fire. And I was like, all right, yeah, let me, and just pop in and see what's up. So, do you speak Portuguese? I do. So, oh, that's a beautiful yeah. language. I was in Portugal in November. <laughs> oh, you, oh, just oh, what an amazing. Um, now I know Brazilian Portuguese a little different from from Spanish Portuguese. But, but I mean, but um, oh well, yeah. So Brazilian is so uh, well. The way that I like to compare it is like uh, you take English from mm -hmm. the United States and then English from England. Ah, uh, yes. You, okay. We can understand each other, but right. sometimes you got to just really pay attention. To them. Yeah. yeah, gorgeous yeah. language. Sorry, yeah. little aside there. Um, so, you know, did you always have this knack for making things work? Did you like to do hands-on kind of activities growing up, or is that something you really came to love when you were here? Um, so I, I did. Um, I did always have an interest on in how things work, but what really ignited it was right after high school, I joined mm -hmm. the military, and mm -hmm. then um, they offered me a position there. To, to work on fighter planes. And as an 18 year old oh. kid, you know what I mean? Like I was just like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. So, and then well, once I started doing that, that's what really, yeah, I guess it was just luck. I right. guess. Yeah. So you worked as an uh, aircraft technician in the Air Force? Yes. Yeah. So so in, in the Air Force, I was a aircraft armaments, uh, an aircraft armament systems technician. Okay. So we we worked on the weapon systems of the plane. Mm -hmm. We um, We loaded munitions and and we, we, we did maintenance on them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, having that hands-on ability on the aircraft was really good. And why the decision to go into the Air Force first? Um, so after high school, senior year came really quick. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was kind of like lost towards mm -hmm. the end of it. And I I didn't know where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to go to college, but, but then again, like I, I didn't know what I wanted to study in college. Right. And then I met up with a recruiter and then, you know, they offered like, you know, the whole thing of, traveling the world, getting to do cool stuff. So yeah, I fell for it and then I just went all in. Oh, that's great. What what yeah. was your favorite duty station? So I was stationed in England. So oh, right off the bat, yeah. England. So Lake and Heath Air Force. Oh my Base. gosh. Yeah. So oh sorry, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go down a rabbit hole really fast. So I'm a Navy brat. Okay, yeah. So my dad was stationed in Wales. 
oh, okay. back in the late 80s Beautiful when there was country. a base there. There's yeah. an RAF base, Broadway mm -hmm. Wales, out there still. But So I went to school in High Wycombe, okay, which yeah. used to have an Air Force base. Mm. We used to play Lake and Heath and football oh, okay. all the time. <laughs> Yeah, so, so great, and I've been to their exchange. And, okay, nice, yeah, nice. And then Milden Hall is right down yeah, the road as well. Yeah, yeah. I've flown into Milden Hall. Oh, You've nice. probably flown out yeah. of Milden yeah. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you love it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I actually spent five years there. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, so I loved it enough to stay there yeah. for like five years. But it was a great experience. Um, even though I was away from my family and away from right. my friends and everything, like, but, but it was it was great. And what what kind of skill sets do you think you acquired as uh, from the Air Force and being in the Air Force? So a lot of skill sets that helped me throughout life, even today, um, just being organized, showing up prepared, um, showing, be, being punctual, um, mm. kind of uh, cleaning up your appearance so you set a good tone. Hmm. Like um, So I, that it was, th th those are just some core, core qualities that the Air, mm -hmm. being in the military, I would say, just instills in a person. Mm -hmm. And why did you decide to get out? Why not make it a 20-year career? Um, I heard the money no, to me. <laughs> so, um, like nobody joins the military to get rich. No, like you, that's true. You, you, so you, you do it for, you know, the, the passion to serve your country mm -hmm. and, right. and everything like that. But, um, after six years, I felt like I had a great time while I was in mm -hmm. and, um, I decided to explore, explore different avenues outside yeah. in the civilian world. And yeah. did you, and you know, as you were getting out, did you think, okay, aviation maintenance is something I really want to explore? Or were you still somewhat undecided at that point? Um, I wanted to explore things in the aviation field. Okay. Um, but then obviously like, so, so that's also another reason why Vaughn, like mm -hmm. I, I was attracted mm -hmm. to come to Vaughn. So uh, once I came to Vaughn, I, I saw all the options that there were. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like I was like, oh yeah, why, why not go back to, to, to what I did? Right. So, um, and then that's when I got my, uh, well, I enrolled into the AMP program. So you got your uh, airframe and power plant certification, your associate in occupational studies in 2019, yes. right? So why the decision then to go for a bachelor of science? Um, well, so I still had some months left on the, the, the GI bill that uh, I had. Okay. So that, that I could put to good use. And also because I wanted to have something in my back pocket mm -hmm. so I can further, um, further climb the ladder in my mm -hmm. career field. And has it worked? I mean, I know for a lot of the um, entry level airline jobs, mm -hmm. they really care about an airframe and power plant certification. But in terms of that bachelor of science degree, how do you think that's helped you in your career? So I haven't put it to use yet mm -hmm. um, because they do require a lot of experience to become in the management roles and to climb the hierarchy in the, uh, in the um, aviation industry. But I, I think it will pay further on in my career when mm -hmm. I do get in there because mm -hmm. I'll have a leg up on everybody else. It'll it'll be something yeah. that I can kind of hold on my onto in my back pocket until mm -hmm. the time comes, and then they'll see that, and I I'll be one step above everybody. Well, and that combined with your military leadership yes. skills, and I mean you're going to be an unstoppable <laughs> combination. So you started at Endeavor, yes, right? So that was right from graduation. Yes. So I I graduation was I think it was May yeah. 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, shortly after I got my airframe and my power plant licenses and mm -hmm. maybe a week, a week or two weeks, I, I shipped out to go to Endeavor. Wow. Terrific. Yeah. And where'd you do your training? So that's in Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah. And why'd you choose Endeavor? Um, so I did have connections. I, I just mm -hmm. wanted to get something coming in. Uh, yeah. so just like some source of income coming in, get mm -hmm. my foot into the door at the yeah. airport. And, um, I used some of my connections that I know to, to get me, get me a spot right in there. Right. So it was great. Now, I know while you were here, you were pretty involved, mm -hmm. right, as a student. So 
why'd you do that? Um, and what'd you get out of it? So, well, so I was a part of the, uh, the veterans club. Mm -hmm. So that was great. Like it was great to connect with a lot of veterans and, um, they made me feel welcome. It helped with the transition out of uh, the military mm -hmm. into the civilian life. So that was, that was one part. And then I was also in the, um, the aircraft maintenance competition team, the AMC yeah. team here at Vaughn, which was a great experience because it teaches you how almost how things work in the in the field. Right. It teaches you how to perform maintenance on actual parts that we we use mm -hmm. every day in the field. Um, it teaches you how to go over um, the, the the tech data that we used, mm -hmm. all the all the aircraft maintenance manuals that mm -hmm. we use, and it kind of adds like a competition feel to it, so because they yeah. time you on everything. Right. So it was a great experience all around. All the people that I did that with were great mechanics, and a lot of them are in the field today. So yeah, so that one is at the that skills maintenance competitions at the maintenance repair and overhaul conference, yes. right? And you're competing against not only other students. Do you compete against other airline yes. employees? So yeah, so you're competing against people who've been <laughs> doing this for a while. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So so it's not only it's it's foreign companies as well. Okay. So we had Australian companies there. Oh, there was neat. yeah, it was all over all around the world. Uh -huh. Um, it's a massive event. Yeah. And I would think troubleshooting. You get very good at troubleshooting. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do. It's something um, that we do every day in the field. As well. Right. Well, and I know, you know, I'm not a veteran myself, but I feel mm. like I was coming out of the <laughs> Navy. You know, I spent my first 21 years of life as, oh, a, yeah, as a military brat. Yeah. You know, that whole idea of plug and play, right? So yes. my dad would tell you, would have told you that he had the easiest out of the four of us. I have a brother and a, and a mom, right? And we'd move to a new base and he'd just simply plug into the same job, but in a different mm -hmm. location. And we'd have to rebuild friendships and, yeah. right? And everything. Um, and I know when I've talked to veterans who've come to Vaughn, this idea of trying to make it as easy as possible so that you can, it feels like you're just plugging and playing, right? Like you Absolutely. would in the military. You know, we're, um, we're typically somewhere between 12 and 14% of our population is veterans. Mm. So you must have felt very much at home, surrounded by lots of fellow veterans. I yeah. did. I was, I was actually surprised at the amount, especially back uh, back when I was in. Yeah. It felt like everybody was a veteran. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, everybody yeah. that I knew, like, um, obviously, you could tell because we're a little bit older than, uh, the, than some of the younger freshmen coming right. in right out of high school. But um, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, you get to tell a lot of stories. There's a lot of stuff, and you get to hang right. out quite often. So yeah, it was, it was great. That's terrific. All right, so you so you graduate in in 2019. Mm -hmm. You go off to Endeavor, and then you come at the same time. You're doing your bachelor's degree, right? Yes. So tell me about the balance of work and school and life. How did that go? So it was difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, in the beginning, it was difficult, but luckily, I had um, I had a, I have a great at the time I was working at Endeavor, so mm -hmm. I had a great team there mm -hmm. that uh, that supports education and everything. Oh, so good. I'd be sitting there like in the corner typing up papers and everything. Mm -hmm. And then like I would have to rush out, go to a plane, talk to the pilots there, try to figure out the thing. I would come back. So it was, it was great. Um, they worked with me a lot there. And um, also a good portion of it was during COVID when everything was online. Ah, so yeah. um, as most of everybody knows, like right. the airport was really inactive during mm -hmm. that time. So I took advantage and just went to work and did all my paperwork there and then did my classes while I was sitting in the office at work. So oh, it was very yeah. nice. Oh. So it, it worked out a little bit, like, but um, right. yeah, so it was good. All right. And how about when did you make the decision that you wanted to jump to Delta? Um, so shortly after, I want to say, I think it was like once everything started to open back up again, once 
flights started coming back into New York, um, Delta started putting up job openings, mm -hmm. and then I, I just jumped ship right there. Yeah. Yeah, because um, so Endeavor is is Delta subsidiary. They mm -hmm. handle the regional uh, mm -hmm. the, the regional flying, and I really wanted to do the longer haul mainline flights. Mm -hmm. So, do they provide any kind of a direct? pathway or is it you just like you're off the street you know anybody they do um okay. it, it helps a lot if you have a great record with endeavor ah, okay. so um because i mean they could see everything that goes sure. on um, they have sure. access to your files and everything like that so if they see you're like the stellar mechanic and you're, you're really motivated and mm -hmm. you want to work it's it's a great it's a great transition mm -hmm. um tell me a bit a little bit about what your typical shift is like are you working days nights what do you do when you're on your shifts now that everything so, seems to be really back so um, I'm a night shift worker. I'm okay. a night shift guy. Um, so basically, once we get settled in and we get our assignments and what planes there are, um, we we start doing research on any MELs that's on the plane. That's the minimum equipment list. It's mm -hmm. it's known issues that the aircraft is legally allowed to fly with. That okay. um, so it doesn't impede the actual flying schedule. Mm -hmm. So once it stays overnight, we get a chance to actually work and solve those problems. Mm -hmm. um, so once once we get out to the aircraft, we do a basic walk around. We check tires. We check uh, fluid levels, oil, see if the see if the aircraft really requires anything, and then after that, then we get to work solving these problems that uh, mm -hmm. have been known issues. So, I mean, I, I've often gotten on a flight and mm -hmm. seen a maintenance technician in the cockpit, <laughs> uh, the flight deck. Sorry, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean to correct myself when I say things like that now. So, you know, um, are you doing some of that, or is that avionics mostly? Yes, okay. No, um, absolutely. So, um, so in Delta, we don't really have a separate avionics. Oh, uh, okay. Team. It's everybody does everything. And so, for yes. our listeners, avionics is aircraft electronics. Yes. So any of those gauges, buttons, panels, mm -hmm. you know, yes, are very, tend are, tend to be avionics. Um, well, Delta believes that mechanics are, are full or the technicians, you should know everything about the plane that ah, you're working on. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's great because you, you get a full, like if, if you really want to learn, right. that's the best place to do it because ah. you get to learn about everything. Um, so yes, like, so during the morning, usually that's like towards the end of my shift. Right. Um, once I finished working on the plane and everything, I'll usually hang out with it until it's time to tell the crews get there and then I'll stand by the plane to see if the crew needs anything. Okay. Um, once, if they do need anything, then I'll go troubleshoot the problem, see if I can reset the computer. And then mm -hmm. if I can and everything works, then off they go. Oh, terrific. Oh, mm -hmm. that's great. So talk to me. We were talking about this a little bit before mm -hmm. the demand. How yes. desperate are they? <laughs> <laughs> Very, very desperate across all companies and all, yeah. all, all, all airlines, from regional airlines to the majors. Mm -hmm. They all need people. Yeah. They all need people bad. Um, and for how how long do they they get? I mean, it's a while, right? That they're going to need people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think so. There, there was a lot of experience that left. Mm -hmm. um, there was a during lot of COVID. yes yeah. during COVID. Um, once COVID hit, there's a lot of people that took um, the retirement packages that they were offering mm -hmm. and they uh, decided to go and move on somewhere else or right. live there, retire and, yeah. and live uh, to live out the rest of their lives. And then um, so what's great about it is, is that it opened the door for a lot of younger people. Yeah. And then just from what I see in my small station in LaGuardia, we hired 20 mechanics in 2022 mm -hmm. alone. So and with. When, when we're trying to hire a lot more. Right. So JFK, I know they're trying to hire a lot more. Yeah. And that's just in New York. Right. So whereas throughout the United States, I'm sure that they're hoping to hire so many more people for a very long time. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, and, and salaries are 
yes. are, are coming up as well to meet yes. that demand, which is which is terrific. Absolutely. They're often very competitive salaries. Well, and we talked a little bit about this too. You know, the salary that you're making now, you could transport that to any station across the country. Yes. And make the same salary, yes. which which is great. Yeah. Which is um a huge benefit. There's a lot of people that come come in to work in New York. They they maybe spend um like three to five years here mm -hmm. in New York, get to a to get, get to a place where they're making a great amount of money and then they transfer to a state that um, has a lower cost of living. Money. Yeah. yeah so. Wow. And so what's the next step? You said you mentioned a little bit that it takes a while to get into the management role. Is there are there steps along the way that get you to that management role? Yes, there are. Um, so. So the next step would be becoming a lead mechanic okay. and then learning the operation from that side. Mm -hmm. And then once you become a lead mechanic, then you'll be able to jump into the management roles. Okay. So then you become a shift manager, then there's a base manager. Mm -hmm. After that, you could go up to regional manager. Oh. And then that's when, you, you, I mean, you're, you're really taking care of several airports. And like, uh, there's like a Northeast regional manager, there's mm -hmm. a Southern regional manager, there's, I mean, so. There's a long ladder to climb, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to get all the way up as high as I can. Oh, and, and we're still going to know you <laughs> when you get to the top. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I'll still be coming back to visit That's one. right. And are you running across your fellow graduates or folks that you later find out were graduates of the institution? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends that are working throughout all the, the in JetBlue, American, mm -hmm. with me and Delta. There's a lot of guys that I still keep in contact with that are working over at JFK. So there's people that I know that... I, that, that have came here that I that, that I studied with here that now work in Atlanta. So mm -hmm. it's it's every state that I go to, I know somebody from Vaughn. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> now, what about the, you know, we talked a little bit about the demand and the mm -hmm. demand going forward. You know, are, are you thinking, are you starting to see any sort of change in the industry? Where's the industry headed? Do you think it's going to have, is technology playing a role mm -hmm. in terms of what you're doing as a maintenance technician? How you know, how might the job change over time? Are you getting a sense of that yet? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so for people that know aircraft, there's that Airbus 220. Mm -hmm. um, we work that a lot here in LaGuardia for Delta. Um, that thing is like a flying computer. You right? walk in, yeah, and it's just screens all over the place. It's, it's all computers. They have virtual circuit breakers. It's, it's oh, yeah, no. like the plane itself is actually made out of composite. Well, a, a large portion of it is made out of composite. Um, everything has a sensor on it. Everything is, it's, mm. it's not like the older model planes that we have that are straight mechanical and you can see a huge difference, um, in, in how they are. But I, I feel like the aircraft of the future are going to be all computerized. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, so you're almost going to be like, almost like an electrical engineer working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it's going to really, be like a computer I mean, it technician. it completely changes the image of, you know, mm -hmm. out there with a wrench yeah. to somebody who's there with a laptop. Yes. Right. Running, yeah. troubleshooting, you know, through a computer that you're plugging into the side of the beast. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like even in the Air Force, I still keep in contact with a lot of my friends. A lot of their aircraft are like now you're starting the plane with a with a laptop outside and the cables going through and you're troubleshooting everything through a laptop, just oh, like as you described. Goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so I see that as, as that technology um, gets implemented there over time. That's how it's going to transfer over here. Mm -hmm. And how do you stay fresh and on top of that? Is Delta providing you with the education that you need to do that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, every so so uh, we have a lot of classes that you go and then you go. As a, the Delta training facility is in Atlanta, mm -hmm. so uh, we'll go there for two weeks at a time, maybe three weeks at a time. And also, there's also a lot of updates, a lot of emails. That there's a, there's a lot of communication on what gets updated there. Mm -hmm. So so you're always going to be able to keep pace. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what advice would you give, especially to underrepresented, under-resourced individuals who are trying to figure out what they should do with themselves? Why should they become a, an aviation maintenance technician? Well, job security for one. Mm-hmm. Um, job security is great. There's, it's, um, it has a lot of room for growth. Mm-hmm. There's um, a, a huge ladder to climb within the industry. But um, also, if like it's um, because I remember feeling like this when I was a student as mm-hmm. well. Sometimes it feels like it's a, a long way to get there. Like yeah. it, like you can't see the end of that tunnel. Right. But um, it comes faster than you think. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it yeah. comes a lot faster than you think. Um, just explore all the avenues. If if you need resources, there's tons of different avenues that you can mm-hmm. explore to mm-hmm. to get those resources. But um, it's well worth it at the end. So how has this changed your life? How has it changed your family's life? Well, I'll say with my dad, he's definitely using the flight benefits a lot. He's going, <laughs> he's going it. to, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's going to Brazil every every other month. It feels like, oh, yeah. Great. So it's so he's always there, and then he'll send me a picture of him sitting in first class and everything like that. So it's it's oh, been great. Like wonderful. yeah, so it's it's great to be able to to give my family that. Yeah, you know, what I mean? so um, so it's great. Uh, I've been able to travel with Rachel as well, yeah. like all over the place, which is my fiance, for those who don't know. Well, and we should say a fellow graduate. Yes. Yeah, yes, a fellow graduate, graduate as well, yes. Working in the aviation yes. industry. Yeah. So um, we, we've been able to do some traveling ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just down in Mexico not too long ago. So, I mean, it's great. Yeah. The benefits are there for us. Um, and then also just the room for growth. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so why should someone consider coming to Vaughn? What would you say are the reasons to, to choose Vaughn for this? So Vaughn, it's it's a you have for one for for aircraft maintenance. You have a lot of people that work in the industry that mm-hmm. work here. Um, you have a lot of connections that you can make. It's a great school. You have a lot of resources and people that can support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrific. Absolutely. Oh, great. All right. So I always have this one question: um, mm-hmm. What is the most daring thing you've ever done, and how did you talk yourself into it? <laughs> I would say honestly, the most daring thing that comes to mind would be taking that step into the military yeah um when i was 18 like i said i didn't really know what i was gonna do mm-hmm. and and i was just gonna jump in with both feet into something that i had no idea about um leave all my friends and family behind and mm-hmm. that was a big huge step my parents didn't really like it too much because they knew that it was gonna be like you know signing a blank check to the right. government right um but it was possibly the best thing that i could have done yeah yeah, it, it got Absolutely. you started on your whole life. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. Did. And as the daughter of somebody who that was the exact <laughs> same thing that happened for him, it can be a great starting point, you know, especially in terms of figuring out what you want to do next. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so if, if you don't, um, I've seen it change a lot of people's lives. Like uh, yeah. you learn, I mean, well, you, it's like a giant melting pot. It's like yeah. here in New York. Right. So you get to learn about different people, where they came from, um, what they li- their lives right. were before there. So it's, it's a great place to, to grow. Well, and it's fun because you had that experience in the Air Force, and then you had another family that and community that you created here at the institution that you're now seeing all the time yes. out on the field. Out the field, so it's great. Um, we always keep in contact with each other, so it's great. It's like a little. Um, whenever you learn that somebody came from Vaughn, it's like yeah. an instant connection. Like yeah, that, so it's great. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you came back to see us. Absolutely, and, I'll yeah. be back more often. Absolutely, that's <laughs> terrific. Oh, thank you, Eric. <laughs> All right. So if you've ever wanted to become an aviation maintenance technician, now is the time to achieve your dream. Maintenance technicians are making great salaries in New York and across the country. And it's a career with excellent potential to grow in advance, as Eric just talked about. 
With the certification, you're not limited to working only on aircraft. You can work on turbine engines in many sectors, uh, including utility companies, power plants, wind farms, transportation companies, and more. It's really a license for a vast array of opportunities. So thanks again, Eric, and see you next time. Have a question? Email us at futureprooffocus at bond.edu. And don't forget to subscribe, follow, and rate the podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.